Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. What is going on everyone and welcome back to the channel. I hope you're all doing well. Today I've got for you some more phenomenal stories from r slash traumatize them back. If you've never heard of this subreddit, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's all about traumatizing people back that have traumatized you. Think pro-revenge, nuclear revenge, malicious compliance, all sort of merged into one. That is this subreddit. I think the first story in this episode sums it up perfectly. When this dad gets unbelievable karma for incorrectly thinking a cashier is pregnant. So without further ado, sit back, relax, drop a like on this one if you're excited for it. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Actually, over half the people watching right now, according to my analytics, are not subscribed or followed. So make sure you're not one of those people. Here we go. Never assume someone is pregnant. Not my story, but I feel my father was definitely traumatized back. We, my dad and I, were at a grocery store checking out. Now, something about my dad, he loves babies. All babies, even the thought of babies. He is also a diagnosed narcissist and all that entails. So we're finally next, and the cashier was a little chubby in her tummy. Not a big deal, but sort of noticeable. Dad, as he had many, many times before, started cooing and baby talking at her wanting to know how far along she was etc she looked directly at him and said i had a miscarriage today is my first day back guys if a bottomless pit opened in front of my father he'd have stepped in it without a word i've never seen him more embarrassed he started stammering out apologies threw his wallet at me and virtually ran from the store at this point she looked at me and said i didn't miscarry I've never even been pregnant and i'm sorry if i'm being a female dog but i'm sick and tired of people assuming i'm pregnant and saying stuff and trying to touch me people need to mind their own business i never told my dad the truth and to my knowledge he hasn't assumed a woman was pregnant since oh my goodness me so she didn't even have a miscarriage she just wanted to mug your dad off the the harshest way she could just so good so good and you can tell this has happened to her multiple times before she's fed up she no longer cares and she's just like you know what screw this i'm gonna make you feel the same way you've just made me feel if not actually 10 times worse phenomenal actually i've just seen that op has left this little edit as well at the bottom of the post it's been brought to my attention that this little detail adds a lot of context before this incident my dad had had women say to him that they weren't pregnant and one even said she was just fat but my dad would double down and start questioning and shaming their diet and eating habits. The entitlement of a narcissist is a thing to behold. Sounds to me like this has been coming for your dad for a while now and he richly deserved it. 
let's carry on. Now, guys, before we get into the second traumatize them backstory of this episode, I firstly want to quickly answer one of the most requested questions I've ever had on my channel in the five years now that I've been making Reddit videos. The question is, which background music do you use? You guys have always absolutely loved the music I use in these episodes. So much so that in an episode I did the other day where there was no music, the comments were full of people saying, yeah, great stories, love the content, but we missed the background music. Where is it? So what I've done is I've created a playlist of my most memorable, consistent, my most favorite songs that I've ever used on this channel in the background for you to listen to. That is linked down below in the description and the pinned comment for you to check out whenever you like. All the music that I've ever used has come from the same place, which is a website called Epidemic Sound. It's really great for creators like me because all their stuff is royalty free, which means that you don't get copyright strikes if you use it on YouTube or wherever you create your content and post it. I would thoroughly recommend it, by the way, to anyone out there who is also creating content, whether you're a big YouTuber or, you know, just posting random TikToks or whatever, whatever you're doing, it's a very good website and you'll always be 100% safe with them. Or if you just like listening to the music that I like listening to and use in my episodes. For full transparency, if you do click on my link and then go on to sign up to Epidemic Sound, if you like, I do get a tiny, tiny kickback, which will, of course, obviously go straight back into the channel. But the main point of this is just so you guys can listen on your own, in your own free time, to the exact songs that I've used for the past five years on this channel. I've spent a long time making that playlist. It's got a lot of songs in it, and you'll recognize a lot of them if you've been around here for a while. So yeah, if you want to, get down in the description or the pinned comment, click the link, check it out. Now, let's get back to the second story. Now moving on to our next traumatized them back post. Made my mum cry because she believed my crazy grandma. So in short, for some context, I was raised in a cult of the godly flavor and my mum was a bit more lax about some things, but not a lot. For some context, things like Sailor Moon and Pokemon weren't allowed because they didn't say their abilities came from God. And there's only one other that could grant such things and that's Satan but Disney was fine. Now, onto the main event. I was about six or seven years old and obsessed with unicorns. Posters, books, clothes, glow-in-the-dark stars, and a fantasy type set that showed unicorns, magical castles, and so on, figurines, you name it, I was about that life. Well, one day, my legit insane grandmother, my mum's mum, who was generally under the idea I was evil and demonic and wasn't ashamed to announce it, convinced my mum that all that unicorn stuff fell under the same satanic umbrella as Sailor Moon and Pokemon, that I didn't need the influence, and she talked her into getting rid of all of it. This conversation took place before I even woke up that day, and I woke up to my mum telling me to get dressed because grandma was coming over to help with some much-needed cleaning, and she explained what was happening. I, of course, broke down and begged her not to, but she basically waved me off, told me to save it, and get dressed. I did, and I tried to hide a few things, and only one small plastic toy wasn't found, but I got dressed, and by then, my grandma had shown up. Everything was cut up, smashed, burned, and they made me do all of it as they searched my room with military precision. I had to destroy my own clothes, burn my books and posters, and smash any of my figurines, but it all ended up in a literal dumpster fire. Of course, this hit me like a truck, 
and I was sobbing through the whole thing. And they were just tutting me, saying I was upset because I was still in Satan's grasp. Sorry, I have to intervene here, guys. This is the most insane thing that I've ever heard happen to a child pretty much ever. I mean, within reason, of course, but you're making your own child smash up her toys. What? There even was a fight over the -the glow-in-the-dark stars when the -the glow-in-the-dark magical fantasy ones were being assessed as evil or not. The fantasy ones lost, and my dad came home while we fought about the stars because I refused to budge. Dad took one look at everything, said the stars stay, and ordered this whole ordeal over. Sadly, he was too late to save anything except the stars, but he was livid. For some extra context, my dad was not about the cult life or ideas, but let some slide for a few reasons. Mostly because they'd pull this type of stuff while he was at work, and as the man of the house, cult rules said his word was law, and he weaponized the frick out of that when they'd do this. Otherwise, he was a very laid back and loving father and rarely got mad. So when he did, it was a big deal. A week of switching between crying and disassociation on my end, and my dad's anger at my mum and grandma, my mum finally realized that she'd done goofed on this one and got me a few small unicorn things. We weren't rich, but she wanted to try and make it right somehow. She gave me them when she apologized profusely for what she'd done and allowed. All I did was look, but not touch the items. Then I looked at her, shrugged apathetically, as I was still messed up over it, and said, I don't want these anymore. My mum started to cry, apologized again, which earned her another apathetic shrug. And I looked at her with the thousand yard stare and said, It doesn't matter anymore because it's too late. And I walked away to my room. My mum cried for a month and would later try to get me back into unicorns, but it never worked. She still gets upset to this day, 30 years later, when it's brought up. Yeah, maybe don't listen to your mum that you know is insane and we wouldn't be here, mother. Yeah, I mean, just terrible parenting. Why would you do that? Like, why? First of all, I get it, right? Your own mum is influencing you this much to do this sort of thing. Obviously, it's, it's, it's not ideal and it's probably quite tough. But like, grow a backbone and think to yourself, what I'm actually doing here? Making my own child destroy things because my mum thinks that she's the devil. Oh, h- hang on. Maybe I'm just actually stupid. How about that? Maybe destroy your own things, you absolute clown. Now, I will just say, that's quite a strong response from me there, but I feel like it's valid. Opie has left a little note on the end of this one, which I do want to read out because it does provide some context. So, one thing I'd like to know as it keeps coming up is what Opie says. She just found this sub today. The memory of this came to mind. Now, while there's no excuse for what my mother was like, please do know that the mum I wrote about and the mum I have now are two different people. Remember, this is 30 years ago. She's still a bit odd, but not abusive anymore. And we have a really good relationship now. I have other stories to share and will, but please keep in mind that while my mother did her fair bit on her own, a lot of what was done to me was by the women in my family who my grandmother convinced I was evil and satanic and so on, which my mother never stood for and offended me for it. I have a full understanding of the trauma cycle and where it began, how and why, and I understand why my mother was the way she was. It doesn't make it okay at all in any way, but as previously stated, she is no longer that person, nor do I blame or hold anything against her anymore. The past is the past, and her and I are different people. And while she still carries the guilt of what she said, she isn't that person anymore. And while I can recognize what issues arose in me from her actions, things are very different now. I finally feel like I have a mum, and I'm thankful to be healing and moving on 
from the past. Okay, that's obviously good, right? But I don't think for one second it excuses what I've just read. Great, you made some mistakes. Oh, I, I realized I made a mistake. I'm so sorry. I want to be a good mum now. All right, how about the fact that you obviously caused trauma to your child by telling her and forcing her to smash things up because your crazy lunatic mother said your daughter, my granddaughter, is satanic. Uh, oh, well, I made a mistake. You don't say. Surely any reasonable person would have realized at the time. Now, this is why cults are an absolute disgrace, obviously. Like, what do you think? Comment down below. Get in the comments. Does the mum deserve a little bit of, like, compassion and remorse? I don't think she does. I think she's just stupid and is using her own mum and this stupid cult you're all in as some little excuse as to why she abused her own daughter. Now, maybe that's a bit harsh, but that, that is me being completely honest. What do you think? Let's carry on. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You think you'd love to be catcalled? Okay, sure. About 10 years ago, my friend and I, both 22-year-old women at the time, joined a group of friends at a bar after we both got off work. The group had already been drinking and we were all standing outside for a smoke. Our one friend, Tom, a 22-year-old male, made an offhand comment about how women shouldn't be so upset when guys try to hit on them and that he would love for a woman to be that aggressive towards him. A few people laughed, some tried to reason, I was immediately furious. I called him out on it and bet him that by the end of the night, he would be begging me to quit. He quickly took me up on the offer, laughing that there was no way he would ever tell a woman to stop. So we shook hands and I started in on him. What I didn't expect was my female friend to join in on the subtle comments. We called him sweetheart, told him how his biceps looked good, but better with no shirt on, etc. for the majority of the night. He initially found it hilarious and played along, but it started to wear on him. The other two guys tried to get him to call it quits and started hassling us for being creeps, but Tom kept saying it wasn't that bad, although the joke's getting old, guys. By the end of the night, another female friend showed up to collect her drunk boyfriend, and we filled her in on what was happening while we were across the street from the guys. Suddenly, it became a barrage of catcalling from the three of us. We rejoined the group of guys a few minutes later, when Tom finally called it quits because he started to feel like every woman he walked past was going to join in on what we were doing. The look of shock on those guys' faces when the three of us explained that that feeling is exactly how women feel will never leave me. Plus, my friend dug at the other guys for not showing that same energy when one of us were being hassled. Okay, now this post is just absolutely ridiculous from the start to the end, I have to say. Now, I don't know if you know this, guys, but I actually am a man. And I know full well how annoying and just horrible and abusive and harassmenty being catcalled continuously is i don't know that because it's happened to me loads i don't know that even because i've spoken to my friends who are girls who have had that happen to me i know it because it's obvious it's not it's just obvious common sense who would like this obviously nobody likes this the fact that this this tom brother is just said now nah, you know what? i'd like this and all the guys are like well, it can't be that bad it just shows that they're all clowns if this is a kind of like constant throughout young men 
in society, then it is a disgrace. But I do feel like the majority of people are not like Tom and your other guy friends and understand that nobody actually likes being catcalled and it is disgraceful. And I agree with your last point, by the way, and your friends as well, saying to the guys, well, why don't you do this to us? Why don't you care when this happens to us? You just care because Tom's now getting annoyed because he asked for it and he's finally understanding the effects and how horrible it can be. Terrible. I don't know if this says a lot about guys in general. Maybe it does. I hope it doesn't and I hope it's just a bad group of lads and a bad friendship group that you probably shouldn't be mates with. Just weird guys in general. I mean, to be fair, the one good thing is that they surely at least now know. So they've learned. I think that is that is a good thing. So there is possibly a positive outlook from all of this. But I also just can't get away from the initial fact, which I first said, which was, how did Tom not know this in the first place? Either he's an idiot or... He's an idiot. You decide. Okay, then let's move on to post number four. Uh, apologies if I'm getting a little bit ranty in this one, guys. But it's just what's coming out of me. Woman rudely tells me to get plastic surgery. I tell her, I guess we're going to have to wait and see. When my son was born, he was a large baby. He weighed 10 pounds, was 24 inches long, and had a 15-inch head. Needless to say, I had a lot of stretch marks. Following my son's birth, I had health problems, and it took years of hard work for me to lose the weight and get rip-roaringly fit again. I left my cheating ex and started dating my now husband when my son was five. My new boyfriend took me to Miami for a short vacation, and after working hard for my six-pack, I decided that despite my insecurities, I would finally wear a bikini. We were relaxing, drinking, and enjoying the atmosphere of Nikki Beach in South Beach, and I was having a fantastic time. That is, until I went to the restroom. In the ladies' room, a woman I'd never met, never seen, and certainly never spoken to, came up to me and rudely said, you know, they have plastic surgery for all that now, you know, while gesturing to my lower stomach slash abdomen area. I was speechless and she mistakenly thought that my silence was either approval for her to continue or that I hadn't heard her. So she said it again, but this time added that you really shouldn't go out in public like that because not everyone wants to see that. Ooh. After I recovered from shock, I forced myself to burst into hysterical tears. She looked stunned and said, I'm sorry you didn't know you looked that bad. And I replied, It's not that. I have seven children and my baby who gave me these stretch marks just died three months ago. And I continued to sob. Her face was twisted in horror and her two friends who had been standing by trying to ignore her told her she was a complete female dog, comforted me and they left the area entirely. I hope she learned her lesson. I think the thing that I'm realizing in a lot of these r slash traumatized and back posts is that they all, or at least the majority of them, seem to involve someone saying something to someone else, which they just don't need to say at all. And it's just completely unnecessary, not thought through, whether it's a stranger, like in this story, whether it's your friend or whatever, and you're just saying something that is completely illogical. Why are there so many people like this that just say dumb things? I don't know. But like with this story, if you saw another woman wearing a bikini and you see she has stretch marks first of all why would you say anything second of all if you're gonna say anything surely say something positive and thirdly why why would you say oh my god you look disgusting to a randomer it's just like the most horrible thing you can do so weird and yeah once again I'm really happy that you completely lied to her face, by the way. And guys, let me know how you feel about this. Do you think, we've seen it twice now in this episode, that, that inferring that a child of yours has died to traumatize someone back is valid? Is that too far? Or is it good 
karma like we saw here again or is it a little bit too far i'm not sure i think it's completely fine to be honest given that these people need to be taught a lesson but it's just just why i just don't understand why but yeah, let me know your thoughts on that down below. Is it a little bit too far or is it all right? Showing a girl her privilege. I grew up incredibly poor and ended up being a high achiever. I went through my undergrad slash masters and started my doctorate by having full-time jobs on the side and getting full scholarships and assistantship stipends. I would always get into top universities, but I'd end up going to the less impressive ones that would give me more money to be there. I took some time off school in the middle of my doctorate to care for my dying parents. I ended up dropping out and I cared for them for years. This year, they both died and left me some money. Not a lot, but more than I've ever had in my whole life. Before they died, I ended up applying for and getting into one of the top schools in the country for my field, and I got the biggest scholarship they offer. But the cost of living was too expensive still, so I was going to have to turn it down. When my parents suddenly passed and this money appeared though, I chose to use the money to finish my education and focus on school for the next few years without needing a side job for the first time. My mum's dying wish was that I could afford the education I deserve. I just started two weeks ago and most of my cohort are these incredibly privileged rich kids who are fresh out of their expensive fancy undergrads living off of their parents money in one of the most expensive cities in the world like they have apartments whose rents are 2000 plus a month they have no job no scholarship and then they complain about being poor i was talking to a group of them during orientation and one 22 year old girl started making weird passive aggressive comments about how i'm in my early 30s and started making digs on me about how i'm an older woman i laughed her comments off but her weird jokes about my age continued to happen later in the conversation when we were talking about how we got into school i looked straight at her and said i've gotten into this school multiple times before actually but i could never afford to accept the offer because i was too poor so i started my doctorate elsewhere but both of my parents actually got sick and i left to care for them for over three years while working another full-time job unrelated to my field to get by and support my family they both died six months ago and i got a full ride scholarship and it was their dying wish that i used the money they left me to go to the school to finish my education her face completely dropped and she stopped mentioning my age after that yeah just instantly shut down phenomenal stuff once again someone saying something to a stranger that they don't need to say like you don't know anything about this person why are you assuming all these things and also it's not abnormal for someone over the age of 25 or whatever or in their 30s to go to university it's a very normal thing and yeah why assume that someone didn't go when they were 22 or haven't hasn't been at the age of 30 I mean, who cares like who cares again i hope the girl remembers what you said because that at least is a positive coming out of this you've put in all this work dealt with so much for someone just to say to you oh you're too old to be at this uni what are you doing here nah screw that let her know and you did good stuff okay doc if you don't care about an open door then i don't care about covering my boobs i went in for my annual exam and the nurse gives me the dreaded gown with specific instructions to strip down to nothing and put on the paper robe open to the front just getting up on the table in this garment was stressful. It was tiny and delicate. I could feel it tearing with the slightest pressure. But I did it, and I awkwardly held it closed as I sat on the edge of the table, barely covered, waiting for the doctor. 
Please don't imagine this as sexy in any way. My doctor is a very, very, very old lady, and I'm describing my semi-nakedness because it was an embarrassing and actually physically challenging task to keep the robe sufficiently closed so as not to be exposed. She bustles in all a flutter, door swinging wide open to the hall in open view of the office staff and an open exam room where another patient was waiting, fully clothed. We locked eyes for a moment. It was weird. But I took a deep breath and got over it. We get on with the exam. We realize she doesn't have all of my results. Did a blood draw the week prior. So, out she goes. This time holding the door open as she yells at her staff to get her the results. Now, I'm not upset at being naked in front of healthcare professionals. But there's no need for the office staff to see me naked. Plus, the other patient is still right there. Hi, I'm naked. We get the results. Moving on. But then a knock at the door and she opens that mother freaking door wide open again about some bs and i silently snapped i'm only willing to struggle to keep my nakedness unexposed for so long and if you don't care about exposing my naked flesh to the office and everyone in it then neither do i so i relaxed my fingers unclenched i sat comfortably and i allowed the gown to give way my boobs were fully out and i didn't give a dang It was the first and hopefully only time I exposed myself as a way of saying F you. It was liberating. And suddenly the doctor was able to keep the door shut and wrap things up. Wow, this is absolutely, this might be my favorite one so far. Really, really good. And before I even get into my thoughts on this one, Opie has added this at the bottom saying to the folks who were telling me I was wrong to use my boobs and not my words, I have words for you. F you. Did you forget what sub you're on? It's r slash traumatize them back, not r slash resolving problems with calm, logical discussion. I rebuke your judgment. I'm proud of my actions. And I'm proud of you, OP. I'm proud of you. And also, I love that little paragraph there. Phenomenal scenes once again. It is also just very weird from this doctor. Usually, they're very, very sensitive with your body and your privacy. Like, I mean, the doctors that I would go to would always ask permission before they, you know, before you remove your clothes or even before they touch you in any way, really. And the door would obviously be closed. This just sounds like an awful practice, to be honest. But uh, yeah, nonetheless, you handled it very, very well. And I respect your bravery. Now for our final story of this episode. A co-worker put me on the spot when she saw scars from a past car accident. When I was 17 years old, I was in a very serious car accident that nearly killed me. One of my tires blew while I was driving 50 miles an hour. The speed limit was 55 miles an hour on my way to school one morning and my car flipped several times off the road. My seatbelt saved my life and the fact that I put both arms over my head as my car was flipping saved my face and head from severe damage. As a result, however, the skin on my left forearm was nearly torn off from my fingers to my elbow, leaving me with significant scarring. The doctors at one point had suggested plastic surgery, but my family couldn't afford it. I also wanted to see about other options. Luckily, my wounds healed a bit over time on their own with consistent care and some physical therapy. Within a few years, the scars were still visible, but not nearly as grotesque as before. I still felt self-conscious, but people asking me about them was very rare. And if it did happen, it came from a concerned place and was spoken quietly and with respect. As stated earlier, however, I still felt very insecure about them and would often wear sleeves long enough to cover them, even in hot weather. Fast forward a few years later, I was an undergrad at university and was working at the library on campus. 
One of my co-workers, we'll call her Christine, was the kind of person who would intentionally bring down anyone around her. She was also a bit older than most of us, a non-traditional student as defined by our university, and would frequently complain about how much she hated anyone under 40. Despite this, I tried to brush off her comments, not let her get to me, and stick to the work at hand. One day at work, we were very busy and had to do a lot of multitasking. I was reaching up to grab something and my sleeve rode up. Christine made this disgusted gasp like an ah and shouted, Oh, gross. What the heck did you do to yourself? Your arm is disgusting. Being put on the spot like that made me want to disappear. But since I couldn't, I took a breath, looked her square in the eye and replied, Oh, my arm? I was in a car accident that nearly killed me. And these scars were from all of the glass and debris. And because I was much younger, about 21, and could be petty and passive-aggressive, I added, But thank you for pointing that out. It's nice to be reminded of one of the scariest moments of my life while at work. Christine turned pale and just kind of stood there. Our co-workers stared at her in horror and disgust. The students nearby glared at her and called her a female dog, and I went about my workday. Christine never spoke to me again. She ended up quitting a short time later, the details of which I'm unaware but I often wonder if our interaction that day had anything to do with it. And there we go. Once again, a a, a relative stranger or colleague or whatever, but someone that you clearly don't know very well is is just just saying horrible things to you for no reason. I guess it just says a lot more about them than it does you. I mean, obviously it does. But, But saying, what the heck did you do to yourself? Your arm is disgusting. Again, why would you ever say that? To be honest, the more of these stories that I'm reading, the more the more I'm realizing that it is just because these people are so insecure about their own lives and probably hate themselves so much that they have to make up or try and make others feel bad about themselves. That is what's going on here realistically. But yeah, I hope she left because she realized, oh my goodness me, I was so horrible. I've had a moment of uh, enlightenment and I need to get out of here and reset my life. I kind of feel like that didn't happen because she's probably just a horrible person. But uh, yeah, she's also over 40. You would have thought by that age, you might have have clocked that you're not a very nice person. I don't know. See you later, Christine. F off. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this one. My second ever episode of r slash traumatize them back. If you haven't seen the first one, it's on screen there. Also linked down below. Don't let me down. Click it. Go and watch it and listen to it right now. Subscribe if you haven't done so already. And I'll see you guys tomorrow for some more Reddit content. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.